It is the Chicago vs. Unlimited podcast, featuring the premier artists and industry in the Chicago music community. My name is Haima Black. I host this podcast at ChicagoVersUnlimited.com. This week, the Kill Hannah fan Q&A session from New Heart for Christmas 2012, hosted by me at JBTV and featuring Matt Devine, Greg Corner, Elias Malin, Johnny Radke, and Dan Weiss. Here's how that sounds. All right, we're bringing up our friend Haima from Dynasty Podcast. He's going to... He's going to run this Q&A for us. All right. Cool. We got some rad questions. I got to check in with some people here. Get your questions. We're going to bring you guys up one by one, and you'll get to ask questions to the members of Kilhanna here tonight. Who's excited about that? And just be aware, when you come up here, you're going to be filmed. You're going to be recorded. That's going to air on JBTV. It's going to be put out as a podcast. So you are part of this. You are involved when you come up here and ask a question. So I'm going to call people's names, and then um, I guess, are we bringing people on the stage? All right. Yeah, I think people have the option if they want you to read their question for them. Sure. Or if they want to ask it themselves. Yeah, I can read it if you don't feel like coming up, but if you feel like coming up, by all means, come up. So uh, let's start with Vicky from Scotland, because I know that she traveled the farthest. Where are you, Vicky? Dude. All right. um, Do you want to come up, or? Okay. Do you want me to ask your question for you, or do you want me to give you the mic? All right. Are you sure you don't want to? You're right here. I can give you the mic. All right. Okay. All right. Plus, people want to hear your badass accent. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, my question is for Johnny. Um, how does playing in Kilhanna compare to playing with the bands that you're in now, like Filter and stuff like that? Well, those everything is completely different. It's a you know. I've been in with these guys, you know, since I was a teenager, since I graduated high school. So it was like basically everything, you know, it's the only thing I knew. And then working with other people, it's it's great, but it's it's never the same. And you know, everybody's humor is different. And, but yeah, I mean, this is still very much, you know, my life and and these guys. And we, you know, we we talk every day, even when we, I mean, we all are scattered across the country, and at times they're all touring separately in, in different projects. But there's no place like home. So. It's nice. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Mike Mackley, am I pronouncing that correct? Yes. I'm not sure if you'll be able to make it up here. If you, sure, yeah. And to fit, we want to make sure everybody gets their chance. So we're gonna keep our answers pretty short too. We're gonna keep our answers to like a minute if we can. And say your name, even though I'm saying the name, I'm sure I'm mispronouncing them. So say your name. Again. That's close enough. <laughs> Mike from Florida. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah what's up? Hey, I was just uh, wondering, since you guys are kind of living in different places, working on different stuff, what the future of the band might be. Are you guys still going to be around? To start off on a really downer. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not downer if you're like... I mean, like, the question, I hope it's you're only still because, around. Are you going to still be around? Or? It's like, what are we, like, like we're dying? I don't know. We just, we just did, we had a photo shoot last night, and I just posted the pictures, like, while we were in the dressing room. And it's such a dope picture. And, we, you know, what we were wondering, like, what's the point of that photo shoot? Because we're not promoting an album, we're not promoting a tour, so it was kind of like we did it just to do it, you know, to kind of chronicle us, and because we haven't had a professional, we haven't had a new official promo shoot in three years, and because we're excited to all be together. But, um, yeah, I mean, we're... 
we have an album written, you know? It's just a matter of we're, it's, it's a little tougher now because we're, as you said, we're scattered. And so it's going to take a, a little more effort. It's going to take a little more assurance for us now. We've been burned by three different major labels at this point, you know? So we don't want to give something that we care so much about to a company that doesn't understand it. So we need, you know, we're having those conversations. A record is written. Um, we're all writing other stuff as well. My hope is that those conversations become like more and more serious in the spring and we can actually commit with a company that has, you know, the, the actual belief in the record because it would, it, I think it'd be too much of a shame. I think we're, there's still too many good, good songs to write. I think there's still t too much to say. And I still think, especially overseas, you know, there's, um, there's so much of an anticipation for it. And we just, we, we dropped the ball with a certain thing. Like when we saw like, we'd push and we'd have so much momentum and then we just go away. You know, it's hard. You gotta, you gotta really, really go nuts. Like we were just laughing the other day. There was, we were talking about just a random place, but it was like Omaha. Like last time we played Omaha, it was like a sold out, like 15, 2000 people in Omaha. Omaha of all places. So what did we do? Never go back. <laughs> you know, it's like. <laughs> Yeah, let's play St. Louis 49 times in front of like 300 people. You know, it's like, so we made, we, we made so many mistakes and we've been misguided by so many corrupt managers. So if we can get it, if we can get it going, you know, and it, and it makes sense and we know that it's worth our time and, you know, we'll always write regardless. It's not like you give up your passion, but we want, in order for a new record, Kill Hand record to come out, and I hope it will, and I, I really think it will. It just needs to be with the right people. And those conversations take a long time. Right on. <laughs> Thank you. Good at one minute. That's a good one minute. <laughs> now, 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 your, now yours has to be 10 seconds long. Yeah. The next question actually follows up and was a little bit answered, but I'm going to give this person a chance to maybe alter their question. So JT Tag, Tog, um, here you go. Um, yeah, like you said, I was just, is there any information you can give us about a new album, and tour, or anything that you haven't said? No, I mean not not that I could think not that I could think of. I mean the record we have all these songs. You know when you write a record, I don't know how much you or or most people know. I didn't know much before I joined a band, but like you write, you don't just sit down and stare at each other in a circle and like come up with an album beginning to end. Like you we you write like forty songs, you know, and you record them all really, and then you decide which ones of those to put in what order and sequence, and which ones become and actually feel like an album. So we've got those that raw material at this point. But there's really nothing else. There's no tours booked at this point. Yeah, um, it's the, the industry, you know, to go on tour now. Yeah, Matt, Matt does that all the time. He steals water all the time. Uh, <laughs> um, no, but going on tour is like, it's usually a, a losing money situation. And uh, we want a product before we go on tour, um, you know, and promote something and, and a reason why we're on tour. And um, unfortunately, we'll probably spend all our money making the record. <laughs> um, so yeah, one step at a time, you know, like, uh, you know, recording the rapper record properly and then, and then touring. I want to tour Japan. We've never been to Japan. And that's crazy. Thank you. <laughs> Next, uh, Sherry Mendez. Sherry, are you here? All right, great. Here you go. Um, Sherry from Indiana. And I was wondering if you had a chance to collaborate with anyone, who would it be? <laughs> Uh, Enrique, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I, was, I think one of our biggest heroes Matt already collaborated with was Billy Corgan 
Um, I don't think the recordings ever came out though. Like he, I think back it was in back in 2000, he recorded with Matt on a four track on that Tascam four track, and uh, we, I think it was, was a Crybaby he recorded. Yeah, Crybaby and a couple other songs. So, you know, Billy Corgan's definitely somebody we'd like to collaborate probably with again. But Robert Smith, maybe? Morrissey, man? I don't know. I want, <laughs> oh, I mean, no, no. Yeah, I mean, wow. That would be amazing. <laughs> wow. Actually, you know, well, remember we met him. We met, we met a, a lot of our heroes, you know, but actually sitting down and, like, writing together. I don't know. You know, I just saw that remix that Dead Mouse and Gerard Way did. <laughs> oh, my God. Like... And I got to meet Joel and hang out with him at, you know, Cat's house. Um, and he seems like such a dope guy. And I loved what they did. I would love to collaborate with him on something. I've, I've actually been telling Matt for like three years to guest vocal on dance remixes and stuff. You're finally listening to me? <laughs> yeah, he's like, Matt, all these female singers are great on dance music. You'd be great. You know, I have been seeing Sir Paul McCartney joining a lot of bands lately, so you might have a chance with him. <laughs> um, Jessica Rose, you are next. Ooh. Can I ask something? My question? <laughs> okay. So, Greg, what's your favorite venue in Chicago, and how come it took you guys so long to play with that, that, that? Um, well, yeah, I mean, favorite venue in Chicago is hand down the Metro. You know, I mean, Metro <laughs> is our home. It's where we grew up. It's where we saw all our favorite bands, and it's where Kill Hannah really gave, you know, birth I guess it's like you know it's like <laughs> no to these guys you know like to our fans you know <laughs> bring it around <laughs> um, and dot 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 you know it's like we were just you know I guess waiting for the right moment we were always kind of in separate worlds and um, you know I've been friends with Adam for over 20 years sorry Adam I gave it away um, but and, and I've always admired his writing and, and, and playing, but musically, you know, it was never kind of the best fit. But then all the kind of the boundaries started breaking down, I think, over the course of the last five years. And, you know, and you guys being open to all different forms of music. I know we've had some horrible bands open for us. And, I, and I'm sorry about that. Um, but, um, you know... Now that you guys are open to other styles of music, and now that you're now open to it, but, you know, it's just more kind of uh, acceptable. So, yeah. Uh, want key. It's the next one. No. God. You know, this guy didn't pay to get in. I don't think he gets a question. <laughs> you want me to ask it? But you know what? He didn't get paid to be on our tour with the Smashing Pumpkins, so I, I, we'll give him a question. Uh, he wanted to know. You're okay with me asking? All right. He wants to know. His question, not mine. Is rock dying? What's that? Is rock dying? Jeez, uh, I'm not qualified to answer this, but... <laughs> Elias Malin. Elias Malin's the biggest rock fan out of the whole band. Guaranteed. I know, and yet he the Oh, oh, um... <laughs> I, uh... I don't want to answer. Um... I think as far as it becoming a way to pay a rent, uh, yeah, because uh, no one pays for music anymore, so... All the rock bands, including, you know, a band like us, we need people to buy our record so we can keep touring and writing and stuff like that. So uh, at the moment, um, because um, people want to see a DJ press play, 
Um, no, no, no. Um, no, I, I, you know, I think, I think rock will always be around, though. I mean, it's, it's more of an idea and a way of life. So right, right now, I think it kind of, there's a lot of electronic stuff that I view as rock, I guess. So, no, I don't think it is dead or dying. I think that people will always say, you know, have that fuck you attitude and, you know, and keep doing whatever they want. Hi, Paul. You know, Paul, Paul sends me emails with his, he's got his own project. What is it called again? Danger, what's it called? Dead Original. Dead Original, yeah. So, and Paul, make, Paul writes and records his own songs and sings on them and plays all the instruments. And then he stars in the videos and mugs for the camera. And, I, you know, I think that that's kind of a futuristic, you know, approach to how to do stuff. I mean, he's total, he's the true DIY guy. He just does everything himself. So, you know, for us to get together and tour with a five-piece band and a five-piece crew, that might be kind of dying. But, um, you know, guys like Paul and, you know, people who can just do everything themselves, are they're, they're kind of the next generation, maybe. We, we can't do anything ourselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> next question is from Emma Abraham. Emma. We covered a little bit of this, but Matt, since you've been in New York, how has your perspective changed, or has it? Perspective on music? Yes, and, and well, yes. Basically. Perspective in general? In general. I don't know. I've got, I mean, my perspective, I guess, is broadened, right? Like, I'm, New York is, is a very international city, and I'm, like, I'm more inspired. I realized, like, you know, I was in a very, very small kind of, I was in a comfort zone in Chicago, which I think everybody gets into, and you have your favorite restaurant you go to, your favorite friends you talk to, and blah. Even when we're touring, it's kind of a comfort zone. Even though we're in different cities, it's around my best friends. I know we're going to play our songs, blah, blah, blah. New York forced me to be uncomfortable again, forced me to feel scared again, forced me to feel like that first day going into high school, you know, that first... And I think that's really important, and you have to kind of feel that every now and then because that's how you know that you're actually learning and you're actually growing. So I got... Um, you know, I don't know how it changed my perspective. I'm, I'm really, I'm really fired up artistically, I'm, and that's that's really important right now. Love you, by the way. I'm looking at this is our, the the top Twitterers in, in my whole world. Like, my Twitter feed is all you guys. Like, every, I know every one of you. Jackie Lewis, Jackie. Speaking of. Yeah. So yeah, Jackie from Chicago, and um, Matt. Was there any reason you were in Saudi Arabia, or is it just like a random? Oh, you vacation? just came up with that right now. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just I was invited there from one of the one of the families out there who I met through like you know the Raccoon Society that I do. So that was in, I was involved with some other non for profits and stuff, and I met these super rich people, and they're always saying like, "Hey, come out, let us show you what it's like out there." And I was drinking one night, and I was on orbits, and I was like. My finger was hovering over this buy this ticket thing, and I'm like, duh, oh, you know, seize the day, or oh, whatever, you know. You know and like, the next day, I'm like, oh man, I'm going to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was actually through the reason was to for me to experience their culture because they wanted me to come back here and actually talk exactly like this and try to change the the super negative um, you know misunderstandings and preconceptions about who they are as a people. And my perspective on that actually changed a great deal because I really knew nothing about them and any time I had ever seen anyone in the in the kind of traditional abayas as they're called or you know burkas or whatever like I like I have nothing in common with that person and being over there I realized that 
they're a lot like us. They knew everything about pop music. They knew everything about our culture. Anyway, sorry that was long. <laughs> Jenna, Jenna Wenslaff. I hope I'm not mispronouncing your name. Here we go. My name is Jenna, and my question is, what is your favorite part about putting together New Heart every year? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, it's a... Uh, it's a nightmare every year. <laughs> I mean, really, there's so much organization. I'll show you something right now. Look at Greg's thumb. <laughs> Greg has a nervous habit. I know when Greg's stressed out because he has a nervous habit of picking his thumb. And if his, things are going great, his thumb looks awesome. <laughs> and when it's been a rough, rough week, his thumb looks like hamburger meat. <laughs> like it's just a, a tick he has. This has been so stressful. Yeah. It always is, like yeah. three nights, especially for Greg, you know, because he's the one here, he's the one planning it, he's the one doing the street promotion. Online, you know, we have a lot of help from some great, great people, but uh, my favorite part, man, I don't know. I love playing the Christmas song. I love coming out during the encore. That's my favorite part. And that's our favorite part, because we go on the side of the stage and make fun of Matt. <laughs> so that's like our favorite time, too. Like all our friends come backstage, that's when we all get drinks for the first time for the whole show, and then, you know. I love, I love the fact that we have so many inside jokes within this band and stuff that's been going on since the beginning of my time in this band. And all the, I mean, literally, we're laughing the entire time. And it probably, we probably should be rehearsing more. But, <laughs> but that's one of my favorite parts is everybody in the room you know, talking about old tours. Getting the gift bags together for the fans is fun, too. You get to see, because everyone, because I'm looking at right now, and obviously, like, shirts, you know, and a lot of people here have super rare merchandise, like, you know, stuff you can only get at Hot Topic for one season, like, eight years ago and stuff. And every, the cool thing about Newhart is every year, you know there's going to be some, um, some super limited edition items. And, I, and I, I like that part of it, you know. The, We're breaking out some old stuff tomorrow. Yeah. We're going through the vaults at my house for the uh, silent auction tomorrow, so... Be prepared for that. I think even Johnny's donating some stuff too, right? Yeah. Melon, you got anything? You got anything for us tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, no, I do. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> next question. Next question. Right, thank you. Uh, Jake Campbell. Jake Campbell, right here. Uh, my name is Jake. I'm from Woodland, aka middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, my question is for Matt. This question is a lot less serious. I love your hair. Are you going to auction that off at the silent auction? Because there was a lot of it. Gross. Would you buy it? You would? Man. You've just been growing money on your head. Gross. Like if you'd if you'd seen what they I got my head shaved, you know, before my trip, you had to have a short hair, and the pile of hair on the ground was so nasty. It was like. God, you wouldn't, uh, if I could make money, I could have given that to you? No way. I'm not, the answer is no. And I think that's like really n narrowly to think about. But we have some other items that you might like. Matt's taking off his underwear tomorrow? Yeah. Uh, Jerry Folk, Jerry. Uh, Jerry from North Carolina. Um, did you guys ever think that way back in the day you'd still be doing this 16 years later? Dan, I was telling a friend of mine the other day that we were a band, the band was around for a long time before I even got into it. And then when I got into it, there was a really long time where we were just playing around Chicago. We'd make weekend trips to St. Louis. And, you know, at that point, when you're a band for six years and you've, you feel like you can't get out of Chicago, you feel like it's over. But, I mean, 
I guess it's not, to answer your question, I mean, I thought at that time it wouldn't go further than that. So. I mean, every time there's always something like even just this year when we went to Australia, that kind of came out of nowhere. And, you know, I'm always amazed at the, at the opportunities that come out of nowhere for us to just keep on continuing. So as long as there's one. No, what? No. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Does that answer your question? Probably not. Now here's Greg. <laughs> next question. Uh, this next one's a good one. Crystal, Crystal Caldera. Yes. Hi, guys. Um, Matt and Johnny, I was just wondering if you guys would ever marry a fan. <laughs> you take this one, partner. <laughs> I, I have an issue with marriage in general. <laughs> I, you know, fan or otherwise, I think that, you know, it's, it's really, that's touchy because you want someone who respects what you do and loves what you do. So you want a, a component of it where they, I think, respect you. And if you can't relate on a musical level, then you can't relate at all. Um, but starting from the point of you're a fan and I'm who I am, it's really, I think, an unlikely, unless you're really good at hiding it for like a year and a half. <laughs> I was going to say, I actually dated somebody that turned out to be a fan. I didn't know about it. She hit it well. But whatever. <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, it's, what you, it's not what people want to hear, but it's kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's possible. Like, whatever. I have, I have super crushes on people, on other people that are in the entertainment world. Like, and they would, yeah, it's like when I meet them, it's like it takes all the effort to pretend that I don't care who they are, you know? But I do care a lot. And also, they might be a fan at 12, but when they're like 28, they're a totally different person, and they weren't, they might have been a fan back from like when they were younger, but it's not anymore. <laughs> or they may be a child of yours, an, an Ill illegitimate child of yours. Hey, we have been around for 16 years, I'm just saying. Oh man! Somebody's 28 right now that listened to us when they were 12 when we first came out. I know, I know you don't want to hear this, man. I know you don't want to hear it. These are great questions. Um, Alexandra Franco. It was mostly for Matt, but anyone really, all of you guys. What's the hardest thing that you've ever had to do? Oh wow, that's a great question. Because wow, where do you begin? Shit. <laughs> My art of getting my like apartment in New York, I'm not joking, was so hard. It was just impossible. That's a boring answer. The band is getting a record deal was the hardest thing. That was so hard. I would like fucking break down just thinking about that. Because you're talking about six you're talking about us playing God, I want to think about how many times we loaded gear into a shitty car with like a keyboard sticking out of the window with three people on laps just to get to a shitty practice space that we can't afford to play in with no heat, you know, and like, and do it all over again. And then Greg was at, you know, one of the, during one of those periods, Greg was the only one with a car, so we'd have to drive all over the world just to pick up members of the band. I mean, you're talking about carrying stuff up rickety stairs, crushing your fingers, writing these songs, whatever, and then eventually we got fans, and never, and then still a ton of people hated us, and then we eventually got this momentum where the city kind of accepted us, and we play a show that was like in front of 1,200 people going absolutely bananas, and then we just go home like nothing changed, like just 
See you at work. To go to work. Greg worked at Circuit City. Do you know what that is? <laughs> like, <laughs> like that. There's nothing harder. Like that's the thing. When I think about bands starting out, if when I see it, I'm like, you have to have a screw loose to think you can make it. To th and that's what we all had. Thank God. You know, we all had the same. The just insanity. To, you look at the numbers. You look at the stats. You're an idiot to start a band. So. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if we've. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> I'm no Samuel Jackson. Uh, Shui, Shui, yes, all the way over here. Uh, Shui from Malaysia. <laughs> yeah, I come all the way to see you guys. Anyway, um, this is mostly for Matt. Do you have a girlfriend? Just wondering. <laughs> no, I but I have a very long-term girlfriend. Um, until I moved to New York, and she's actually in the Promise Me video. That's my actual my actual ex girlfriend, who's like an incredible, incredible person. Um, since I've been in New York now, no new girlfriend. It's really tough. Dating is like exhausting, dude. Like, if for no, every no, like, wait, who? <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> Four bottles a day? Cut her off. Cut her off. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. It, pff, man, it sucks. It just sucks. Like, oh my God. Like paying for dinner and then like, like you're there for two hours and you're like, hey, man, you suck. Like, <laughs> God, like give me something, something. Say something interesting. Do you have patience for that? I don't, I don't think you even have patience for dating anymore, man. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But, the, yeah, the short answer is no. But, yeah. I think the last question here that we have on the list is from Valerie. Ooh. Valerie, all the way over here. What? <laughs> I'm going to ask it for you since you had it listed. Yeah. She wanted to know what is everyone in the band's favorite cereal. This is going to end on that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's a nice little... Uh, <laughs> Alright. <laughs> I haven't had cereal in a long time. I don't know. But <laughs> I guess Cheerios are kind of cool, huh? Trying to say, is is vodka cereal? <laughs> it's like, wait, is gum is gum a cereal? I don't know. Yeah, cereal is is gross, but I like I liked fruity pebbles before I realized how much corn cereal. But I like. Before I thought about things like health, I liked Fruity Pebbles. Yeah, I think as a kid it was Booberry. And then, um, but now, now I would have to say like Raisin Bran. I'm like, like my dad. <laughs> Frosted mini wheats. Uh, yeah, guy? Oh my yeah. God. Yeah, whatever's free. <laughs> Actually, Greg, I, I did, I did eat all your stuff in the cabinet. You don't know that yet, though. Yeah, I did. Um, cinnamon toast crunch. Yeah. Well, I think that does it. I think that's all the questions that we had collected for you guys. And I know it's been a full night here. Unless we want to take any more. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Do you have some there, or do you want me to solicit some from the audience? All right. Uh, Mr. Mike Ball, I think, has one. 
What is your position on the role of government in supporting innovation in the field of biotechnology, and how does that directly or indirectly affect the price fluctuation of biomedical stocks and the relation to the yield curve? Mike Ball, everybody. <laughs> Great movie. Great movie. That's from old school. Yeah, old school. Yeah. I'll, I'll leave that answer to uh, Barack Obama. My, my friend Barack Obama. Yeah. <laughs> Greg, I want to ask you a question. You have spent the last like two years getting to DJ for some of like like President Obama, First Lady Michelle Obama, President Bill Clinton. What has that been like? Um, it's surreal. I mean, it's I, I you know when I DJed for Obama, I was like so nervous. I you know I don't know. I just put my head down and just thought about the music I was going to play and and. You know, it represents him. So you're representing, you know, the president of the United States, like everything you play. The media can, like, judge him from what you play. So um, it was kind of nerve-wracking, uh, but an amazing experience. And to tell you the truth, there's less ego backstage or anywhere at any of the political events than most rock shows that we've played. I remember we were hanging out with Butch Walker one time, and he was opening for Avril Lavigne. And they're like, everyone's coming down the highway. Everyone's got to get out. Do not go out there. You can't look her in the eye. And it's like, what? She's no President Obama. Yeah, I know. You know? But he's real. I love him. Yeah. You know? I think, Matt, did you have more in your hand? or? Yeah, I was just, I was just giving a, a tweet uh, feed here because we're people have been... I guess I don't know if people were here or not here. Just tweeted a couple of questions. Uh, one of them, what song do you want to be remembered for? That's a good question. I don't uh, Anybody? That was my question to you. When you were writing the new record, I'm like, what do you want to be remembered for? So, I don't think you've written it yet. Yeah, I, I, just, I do know the, the ones that are based on real life experience are the ones that stand the test of time, you know? So, um, Promise Me, for example, is a song you know, it doesn't necessarily belong on a rock record, but one reason why we were, you know, especially me and Dan, were so, like, connected to that song. That was written literally, like, at a, at a piano, which Valerie has now. You know, literally at a piano with, like, you know, I don't cry very often. I'm not just saying this to be emo or whatever the hell, but, like, honestly, like, tears, like, falling on the keys, and I remember that deliberately. I, I remember that very, very clearly. And that song, because it was so much from the heart, and I think it was... Therefore, the voice was it was a much more authentic, original voice, and that I could be remembered for that song. But yeah, there's still many, many more to write, and I think that's the greatest challenge, especially for us. You know, we're like there's always so many people to answer to when you hand in a song. Like, does the label guy want it? Does the manager like it? Will it play at radio? And the question just literally should be like, yeah, what, if if you die in six months, is this your last song? That's the only question it should be. Greg kind of put it to me that way last time. I'm asking. Um, <laughs> yeah. Lisa. Yeah, do we want to? Okay. Lisa, guys, the empress of the Killhanna Collective. So this question is actually for all of you, okay? And I've, I've bugged them about this, and they're going to, like, kill me for asking. But so Jonathan Radke is right up on stage right now, and he has some solo stuff, if you've heard it, Polar Moon. And... <laughs> Right? So how many of you would be, like, blown away to hear Polar Moon one of the next two nights? Oh. (laughs) 
And for the band, I know you could pull it together and do it. And Johnny, I'm telling you, I will be, I, and Elias, you already want this. I will be up front crying. Elias, Elias wants to see you crying. I, he wants to see me cry. Oh, that shouldn't be too hard. I'll make you cry. <laughs> so, okay, fans said yes, and a resounding yes. There will be Polarman stuff, obviously. I mean, the, the record will be out. No, no, no. I know, but this, this weekend, I don't know. I don't know. Watch the stars explode. Yeah. Garrett's going to be there. He's got yeah. drums. I know that it Dan be... is brilliant, and he could figure out the guitar, and oh, Greg yeah. is brilliant, and he could figure oh, out I'm the not bass. Worried. I'm not and... worried about that. I'm just personally, I don't think I'm ready yet. That, uh, you know. You know what? That's a crap. Yeah. That is like a load of nah, uh-uh. Uh, no, no, no. I, I wanna... it's, a, it's a, it's, you know, all the, the Polarman stuff, you know, is very meaningful to me, and and um, and it will be. I mean, it will be played live very soon. But uh, tomorrow right night now, <laughs> or Saturday I guess anything night. I can say right now won't matter. So I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just gonna override everything. Yeah. I need to hear Polar Moon either tomorrow or Saturday. And yeah. by the way, this okay. is my last new art I get to go to, so I'm pulling all the guilt trips for all of yeah. you. Well, if there is one person here that has, you know, huge, huge influence over us. It's and good at guilt tripping. It's Lisa. <laughs> so I love we'll, you we'll all. By I, the way, love you too. So. Love you right back. <laughs> Here, right, let's let's. Um, thanks, Lisa. By the way, I, <laughs> um, let's. Uh, we just got a final announcement, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so me. This is your. Do you write this code of conduct? Oh, okay. So here's what you guys know about the tattoo drive for charity. We're just there today. It's a place called Code of Conduct. Tonight, you can go. They can go right after the show, right? Right now, you can head there if you want to get a tattoo. Anytime, like today, tomorrow, anytime of the whole weekend, get a tattoo. You can get either the Killana logo, get uh, the word love that we wrote, and um, or get this new design specifically for Newhart 9, which is a, f uh, a snowflake with the num numerical 9 underneath it, which is really cool. So if anybody feels like it, go get that tattoo. The money goes to charity, and, uh, and the guys are so, so cool. And the proceeds go to the, the Sandy Hook Elementary School. So, And then also, announcement about tomorrow. Because you, you remember you said, like, this, this is a headache because of all these things we've had to think about? So tomorrow, silent auction at Crimson Lounge. You get to bid, bid on rare items. I, we just put a couple really rare items. You know that the organ that I destroyed in that video? There's two pieces of that organ, the wood that we saved. Those we're going to give away. We're gonna autograph it. That's so cool because I want those. And then, uh, and then Greg's Greg and I are DJing tomorrow after the show, at Crimson. So the cool thing about tomorrow and Saturday is that it's all within like a one block radius. So you have Crimson Lounge, you have House of Blues. I don't know where you guys are staying, but I'm gonna be staying in that hotel, and it's just everything's right around there. It's gonna be awesome. Just the sound of my voice is like so exhausting, isn't it? Save it. Don't talk anymore. <laughs> we need those golden pipes for tomorrow and the next day. Greg, um, I just uh, want to say something super quick. What do you got, Mel? Oh, I just oh. want to thank my friend Brian Koopa yeah. Pomp, who is doing our sound. Yeah, because uh, I was tradition. Uh, it's becoming tradition. Yeah, it is. Um, he's been one of my best friends for like 20 years, and I was sleeping on his floor in L.A. when I uh, first spoke to Matt Devine 
about coming to Chicago <laughs> to play with Kill Hannah. So, Brian, thank you so much. All right. He's back there. Thank you. And then um, all of you that are over 21, I'm actually DJing at Beauty Bar tonight with a uh, really good DJ, Viceroy, if you want to come over there and want something to do. Um, it's I think it's 1444 West Chicago. It's the old sign attack. But, um, yeah, if you guys want something to do after this, that's where I'll be going. I'm not sure if these guys, they, Matt might be going to rest his voice, I think. Not talking. Matt's not talking. But, but, but I, I, can I say something finally? Because, like, I, you guys, I will say it every night, because, but I literally, like, this is our family, right? Like, I mean, we know all of you so well at this point, and then more they are going to be showing up tomorrow. But you guys for getting this ticket so early, and it's so expensive. Holy shit, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. The ticket master fees. Sorry for the ticket master fees. We didn't we didn't realize that before we uh, put the tickets on sale. So, but that, that's the nature of the business, I guess. Dan Weiss, any final words? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for coming out. Really. Yeah. Because we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. So, thank you, and thank you, JBTV, Jerry Bryant, my new home. Yeah. Let's give it up one more time for Kill Hannah here at JBTV. Awesome job, guys. My name is Haima Black, JBTV Dynasty Podcast. Thank you guys so much for everyone coming out. This has been the Chicagoverse Unlimited Podcast. Thanks to Kill Hannah for being on the show, produced in part with JBTV. For the Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Haima Black, Dynasty Descend.